don't want to be a secondary character. Hey folks. Hey, how's it going? Good. Welcome to another episode of Season 11. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. And after a bit of a hiatus, uh, we've done the first six episodes quite a while ago, actually. Uh, We've come back and written the last four episodes of this season. So Season 11 is a follow-up to our Season 10 podcast, where we uh, write episodes of Seinfeld set in the modern era, and we read them out to you. That's right. It's uh, good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you are on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C, you get access already to the first six episodes of the podcast and you get access to this one six weeks earlier than everyone else that's right these will be released uh in the normal feed and uh yeah you're a special someone for that <laughs> you are <laughs> anyway so we thought with this episode because there's only four left for this season we wanted to do an episode because obviously Stephen, we do talk about the secondary characters on the show on on bidwa basque our main podcast so we thought let's do an episode just devoted to the secondaries like a spin-off episode of sorts yeah uh it kind of reminds me a bit of the finale where all the secondaries come back yeah a little bit yeah yeah except you actually see them and and the core four they're not really in the episode they're only in the first couple of scenes and uh, you don't see them again till the end yeah yeah, yeah. so but, it's uh, a bit of a thing yeah it makes sense given what we specialize in yes and it turns out Stephen, that apparently the idea to have an episode devoted to some of the secondaries was actually a real life idea for season nine. Oh, really in season nine of seinfeld yeah so okay. it was uh, a thing that they were meant to do i think they were going to do jackie charles kenny banya i think putty maybe a couple others and uh yeah it was going to be just one episode focused on them but uh, they shelved the idea oh well they kind of did it in the finale so yeah Yeah, it worked out anyway it kind of worked out so we thought we'd come in and and do it yeah do our own version of it that's right and it is episode seven of our original series and uh, this episode is called the secondaries nice and easy makes sense yes brief synopsis of the episode a different take on the seinfeld universe where the lives of some of its secondary characters in the modern era are explored much like 22 short stories about springfield (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking yeah with Wiggum and uh, who's the one that they go to Herman's uh, shop? Yeah, is it Wiggum and Wiggum and Snake and Snake? That's right. Yeah, and Millhouse, uh, Kirk and Millhouse walk in. That's right. On the uh, hostage situation, it's like Kirk, a, yeah, it's a parody of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah, uh, yeah. Bruce Willis and uh, Marcellus Wallace, I can't remember the actor's name, but yeah. the guy who plays Marcellus Wallace. Ving Rams, I think. Yeah, Ving Rams. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. When they're being held hostage and it uh, by the Gimp and yeah, the other guy. <laughs> goes uh goes a bit bit bonkers a bit bonkers yeah it does so uh yeah so but, but there won't be scenes like that on here no um but we're focusing today so the main secondary characters will be david putty kenny banya newman and mickey abbott makes his appearance or his debut on our original show so he wasn't in season 10 so <laughs> this is his debut in season 11 and there's a few other secondary characters as well and also the core four do appear in a couple of scenes in this episode so here we go season 11 episode 7 the secondaries <laughs> Elaine and Putty wake up to their phone alarms. They wish each other good morning as Putty makes his way to the ensuite. Elaine says, Can you drop Brandon off at school today? I have another job interview early this morning. Putty says, Sure, babe. Elaine is getting her outfit ready and is about to remove her pyjamas to get ready as Brandon opens the door and runs into the room to hug her. Brandon, what have I told you about coming in without knocking first? Brandon says, Sorry, mommy. He begins to laugh as he embraces her. Putty walks back into the bedroom and is also hugged by Brandon. He tells Brandon that he will drop him off to school today. Daddy, is Mommy still looking for a job? Yes, she is. Whenever she takes me home from school after she speaks to a new boss, she has an adult drink. She says that it numbs her pain. What does that mean, Daddy? Elaine looks sheepishly at Putty as Putty glares at her. You know this isn't a good example to set for our kid. 
Well, it's been very stressful, David. I'm sick of being cooped up in this house for so many weeks. Putty says that they'll talk about this later as he takes Brandon to his room to get him ready for school. You're no saint either, Daddy. Jerry is having breakfast at an exclusive country club with a female companion. They seem to be having a great time when a familiar high-pitched voice calls out to him. Jerry! says Kenny Banya. Jerry shudders and turns around as Kenny Banya and his wife Jenna are standing inches away from him. Jerry says solemnly, oh, Hey Banya, hey Jenna, uh, this is Sandy. Nice to meet you, Sandy. Kenny says that he recently joined the club and that his work with Netflix is going very well. I'm producing a new show for them, Jerry. Gonna review some auditions downtown once we're done. By the way, the food here in this place is fantastic. The French toast is the best, Jerry, the best. How's the show business for you these days? Oh, you know, I don't have to work as hard with all the royalties from Jerry that I'm getting. Kenny says that he should bring Jerry, the TV series, over to Netflix. But Jerry says that only having his special on there is okay. You can never have too many funny comedians on that platform, Jerry. Anyway, see you later. They walk off as Jerry looks at his date and sighs. I think he means that you can never have too many comedians on that platform. George walks into his local post office to collect a package that he missed as he wasn't home during the delivery. He is next in line to be served. George says, I don't get why I have to give authority to leave packages at the door. Just leave it there and be done with it. Everyone in the post office looks at him as George sighs. A customer in front of him is being served and is having an argument with the customer service officer. The customer says, Listen man, I bought a roll of stamps yesterday afternoon and when I went home and opened it, I only got half of them. I want a replacement. The officer says, I'm sorry, sir, but there are no replacements for stamps. We can, however, issue you a refund that'll take three to five business days to clear into your account if you like. All USPS stores are cashless at the moment. They begin arguing as George looks in their direction. The officer is obscured behind the customer. His voice sounds very familiar. The customer leaves in a huff as George sees Newman behind the counter. Next, please. George walks up to the counter. Newman? What are you doing here? Newman says that he's been assigned to work behind the counter in the Queen's area for the rest of the week. He says that after so many dog attacks towards him, USPS would rather keep him employed in a cushier job than have to pay him severance. You know, it's good for me as I don't have to face those snivelling, four-legged vermin on a daily basis. George hands him his parcel slip as Newman gets another worker to look for it. Why don't you just walk over and look for it? Oh, it's my back, you see. Need to rest it where I can. The other worker comes back to say that it isn't there at the moment, but to come back tomorrow to collect it. What's the point of leaving a slip if I can't pick it up on the same day? Newman leers and says that the pickup date on the slip is for tomorrow. George is getting upset. I'm sorry, George, but it is a busy time of year, so there are delays. However, you should have read the slip before coming here. Anywho, I'm off for my first break. Doris, I'll be back in an hour. George gets even more frustrated as Newman turns away and walks off. Ta-ta, George. He laughs maniacally before choking. He clears his throat and walks off. Newman. Kramer and Mickey are walking through New York City as Mickey has an audition for a new Netflix series. Mickey rues at the fact that there haven't been that many roles available for other little actors since Game of Thrones was released. Mickey says, That guy Dinklage has been getting all the little people roles since then. Been driving me nuts! I was supposed to go to the UK for an audition for that show, but I had the flu. I would have gotten it over him for sure. Kramer says, Yeah, I'm sure you would have. Uh, anyway, how's married life? 
Mickey says that he's been married to Karen for more than 20 years. After the mix-up with their double dating that they had with Kramer and the other woman back in the 90s, both Karen and Mickey ended up getting along really well until recently. Divorce is a painful, Kramer. I don't want to go through another one. They make it to the audition venue as Kramer wishes Mickey good luck. So, uh, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Kramer looks shocked when he's asked this. Uh, I, I have no idea. I usually have something to do every time. Mickey walks into the venue as Kramer is standing there wondering what he'll do today. Hmm, this is quite the conundrum. Putty is in his office staring blankly at his computer screen as his secretary Chanel delivers him breakfast. Chanel says, Here's your usual order, Mr. Putty. A cream cheese bagel and a double shot espresso. Hmm, thank you, Chanel. She says that David has a board meeting in the next hour, as well as a meeting in his office with a potential investor later in the day. She also reads off the rest of his schedule and walks off. Putty resumes staring at his screen as he takes a bite of his bagel and a sip of his coffee. His office phone rings as Chanel says that Elaine is on the line. He asks her to put her through. I tried calling you on your cell, but you didn't answer. Yeah, I left it at home again by mistake. Sorry. Elaine says what happened this morning made her frustrated as she's waiting for her interview to start. Huddy says not to stress about it, and that he says he's too busy and that they'll talk about it when they get home. Elaine begins to go on a rant as Putty hangs up on her. He looks blankly at his screen again. <laughs> Kenny drops Jenna off at a nail salon as he makes his way to the auditions. He parks nearby and realises that the auditions are not happening for another hour or so. He decides to go for a walk around the block. He gets out of the car and goes on his walk. He spots a new soup restaurant that is opening up for the day's trade. There's already a huge line waiting to get in. Ah, oh, I heard about this place. They usually sell out a soup by lunchtime. I've been meaning to try them. This soup is meant to be the best in the district. The best. He questions whether he should get soup now and eat it later, as he doesn't come into the city too often, and he doesn't know when he'll come back again. Uh, hmm. I'm not hungry right now, but I will be when we are close to finishing the auditions. But if I go after the additions, then there's a chance that there'll be no soup left, and I'll be starving. What should I do? He decides to wait in line to get soup to eat later. He calls the other producers and tells them that he will be running late. He smiles as he lines up to get soup. <laughs> Newman is eating a sub sandwich and drinking a milkshake as he's sitting on a park bench. He spots a bunch of pigeons flying towards him as he tries to shoo them off. He throws some of his sub in their direction to get away from him as they fly towards it. Flying rats! He's reading the news on his phone, and seems to be taking full advantage of his hour-long break. He hears a familiar voice next to him as he looks up from his phone. It's the customer with the stamp issue from before. This time he's walking his big dog who's growling at Newman. <laughs> nice doggy. <laughs> what do you want, sir? I'm very disappointed in the way you treated me in the store this morning. I want a new roll of stamps. I checked the postal's website, and it said that you can actually exchange them. Newman claims that the website is out of date and that if he goes back to the post office, then they can process his refund. The customer doesn't accept this as the dog starts barking. He threatens Newman if he doesn't get the new stamps. He gulps as he tells the man to go back to the office to get the stamps and to tell the counterperson that Newman sent him. Do you have a first name? Uh, no, it's just Newman. The man walks off with his dog as Newman wheezes in fear. He continues to eat his meal as he starts sweating. He decides to call his supervisor to tell them that he's not feeling well and that he needs the rest of the day off. The supervisor accepts this and also tells him that he'll be assigned to a new post office in another borough tomorrow. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you. Thank you very much. He gets up off the bench and scurries off. Off to the movies I go. <laughs>
Mickey is in the waiting room with other little actors as a casting assistant walks in to give them an update. The assistant says, So, one of our producers is running late, so there may be a delay with commencing the auditions. Um, sorry about that. Mickey and the other actors groan as they complain that they've already been waiting for a while. Another little actor walks in with a small entourage behind him. The group are stunned when they realise who it is. Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones? Peter says hello to the other actors as he sits away from them and in between his entourage. Mickey receives a call from Karen as they continue their arguing from before. Ah, uh, honey, it's not my fault. I'm doing what I can for you. Anyway, I'm waiting to go into my own. You know I'm an actor and I love doing what I do. What do you mean I haven't been making enough money? We've been doing fine. I provided for this family. Uh, uh, oh, okay, okay, we'll, we'll talk later. Gotta go, honey. The casting assistant comes back into the room and says that they can proceed with the auditions with one less producer, and they invite the first actor to come in. Oh, uh, hello and welcome, Mr. Dinklage. Uh, we'll see you as soon as we can. Uh, if you do need anything, please don't hesitate to ask. Hey, you never asked us if we needed anything. Uh, yes, um, uh... Okay. The assistant walks into the room with the actor in tow. Mickey grumbles and sits back down as he stares at Peter Dinklage. I'll tell you, I would have played Tyrion Lannister if it wasn't for my flu. An hour later, Kenny finally reaches the front of the line to be served. He is shocked when he realises who is at the counter. Soup Nazi. He begins to look militant with his money in his hand ready to be served in an orderly fashion, when he realises that they met each other already at the New York Falls trial back in 1998. Surely he'd remember me, or at least he'd have seen me on Netflix. He relaxes his stance, beams a smile, and casually walks up to the counter. Uh, Yev Kasim, aka the Soup Nazi, says, How can I help you, sir? Uh, Mr. Kasem, I'm, I'm Kenny, Kenny Banya. We met at the, uh, the New York Force trial over 20 years ago. How have you been? It's nice to see you back in business. Yev looks at him for a few moments before drawing a wry smile. Ah, yes. Nice to see you too, Mr. Banya. I recently returned from Argentina for a new opportunity in the soup business. What have you been up to? Kenny tells him that he works for Netflix and has a comedy special and is producing a new series for them. Yev's face changes when he says this. Wait a minute. You were the one on Netflix making jokes about my old soup store? About how it was like being served in an army canteen? Well, well, well it, it, was just, it was just a joke, Mr. Kassam. I'm a comedian, you see. Yev's wry smile returns. <laughs> of course you are. I have something to say about that. Oh yeah, what's that? No soup for you! Come back six months! Next! Kenny is shocked and appalled at being rejected. After a bit of arguing, Kenny relents and slumps out of the store with no hot and delicious soup in his hands. Ah, uh, great. Now I'm going to be starving for the rest of the day. Really wanted soup. Really wanted it. Putty is blankly staring at documents at his desk when Chanel walks in with the potential investor. Uh, Mr. Putty? This is Mr. Peterman. Putty's eyes widen when he looks up. Jacobo! Good to see you again. Peterman says, You too, David. They shake hands. Putty immediately takes out his hand sanitizer and cleans his hands. Chanel leaves the office. Nothing personal. Peterman begins by saying that he's very interested in investing in David's hygiene and cleaning product company, as he wishes to diversify what business portfolio he has remaining after his living will reading. I see lots of potential in this market, especially with younger people. What with all their allergies and cleaning their hands every time they touch a handrail, it would be very lucrative in the future. I understand right now it's not doing too well financially, but I see your fortunes changing down the road. 
They continue talking business when Putty has a random thought. Hey, quick question, Jacobo. How come you gave Elaine and I a statue at your living will, Reed? Why didn't you just give us money or your investment in the company instead? Peter says that the statue is a one-of-a-kind item, and that he didn't think of investing in the business at the time. Putty complains that Elaine worked hard for him all these years ago, and that she didn't get what she deserved. They continue arguing when Peterman says that he won't invest. He storms off in a huff. You know where that statue is, Jacobo? In a fourth bathroom that no one uses! He sighs as he picks up his documents again and stares at them. <laughs> Newman walks out of the movie theatre and is waiting outside for an Uber. He's in shock when the man from before walks past with his dog again and spots him. He says that he couldn't get a replacement as they had no stamps left for the day. So I didn't get what I wanted three times, and that makes me mad. His dog growls as Newman tenses up and starts sweating. <laughs> well... The thing is with the United States Postal Service, Newman makes a run for it as the dog starts pulling hard on his lead. The man accidentally lets go, and the dog chases after Newman, who is screaming for his life. Mickey is led into the audition where there are two people sitting down. Kenny walks into the room moments later and sits down next to them. Kenny Banya, how are you man? Kenny looks dejected and appears to be in an angry mood as he glares at Mickey. Let's just get this over with. Is this the last audition for today? The producer says. Yes, yes it is. Mickey gulps and realises that it's going to be a tougher than usual audition. The core four are at Jerry's three days later recounting the events that transpired previously. Jerry says that Kenny is still bitter about being banned from the soup store. Oh, I didn't hear the end of it when I saw him again at the country club yesterday. Oh my god. Elaine says that Putty and Peterman got into an argument about the statue that they inherited a few weeks ago. The statue's in our fourth bathroom. No one even uses it. Plus David caught me having a shot of vodka after another failed job interview. Let's just say he's not too happy at the moment. George says that he still doesn't have his parcel. Apparently the package was sent to the post office in Brooklyn. There's a Georgia Costanzo there. Have to go get it there later. Kramer says that Mickey bombed his audition, and that he lost a role once again to Peter Dinklage. That guy always gets the little people roles. He is a truly gifted little actor. Shame about Newman being in the hospital too. Oh, I saw him yesterday. He's doing well, and uh, he's happy that he's getting severance and can possibly retire now. Well, this has been a very interesting turn of events. Hopefully things will be normal again next week. And that's the episode. Yay. Yeah, there you go. It's the secondary. So uh, something a little bit different. Something that was never done in the Seinfeld universe. Yeah. I mean, there are major episodes with uh, prominent secondary storylines, but they're never the primary focus. They always come in secondary to uh, <laughs> the core four. So yeah, yeah. it's a nice a nice, uh, nice change. Indeed. And uh, next week for episode eight, it is a bottleneck episode where the core four travel to Berlin in uh, Germany. It's called The Trip Part 3. Yes. Yes. Can't wait for that one. Yeah. So yeah, that was your idea to do one set in Germany. So uh, I think that was purely based on the fact that I can do a comical German accent. Yeah, well, thought, a, well let's yeah, let's yeah. take advantage of that. Well, there's a couple, I think, two, three or four German characters in the episode, so uh, yep. you can play those. If oh, you want. I'll be tested. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> They'll all just sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> das Autobahn. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> tell us what you think of season 11 if you want to reach out and, uh, you know, tell us what we think. I mean, we're just amateur writers. We do this part-time. We're not full-timers and uh, I know we're not as good as the main original Seinfeld writers, but we do our best as fans of the show. Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. We're also on social media at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. And uh, yeah, like I said, we've got three more episodes of season 11 and uh, we're looking forward to bringing those out. If you want to listen to this episode earlier than everyone else, patreon.com forward slash Bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. For $2 a month or thereabouts, plus taxes, you get that, as well as bonus episodes. That's right. We also have the biggest Seinfeld community online, Seinfeldism, so check that out. Uh, it's a Facebook group, all sorts of cool things coming up. And uh, yeah, no doubt we'll be plugging the season 11 on there as well and hopefully get some good feedback. Indeed. My name's Ivan. And I'm Stephen. We'll see you next week for season 11, episode 8. Episode 8.